Stella Harvey, here we are on behalf of the Writers' Festival here in Whistler as our guest speaker today for Lifestyle Locator. This is Kathy White and I am pleased and honoured to spend some time with Stella this afternoon. And on our Lifestyle Locator podcast, what we like to do is share a lot about our community, of course, and the events that we offer in the community and connect people with the world through our YouTube channel on Lifestyle Locator. And we go through a list of questions and thank you, Stella, for offering to um, give us some thoughts on the following. Uh, what is the most important thing we should know about you? Um, which I'm not originally from here. I was born in Cairo, Egypt. Um, my family immigrated to Canada and a long time ago <laughs> when I was six years old. <laughs> and uh, I spent time in both um, Europe, working in Europe, and came to Whistler about 20 years ago. And um, I'm a social worker by training, although I work both in the public sector as well as in the private sector. And I'm a writer now, sort of done a little of everything. And so um, it was wonderful to hear, um, how did you come to write your first book? What brought the inspiration to do that first book? It's interesting, I was in Greece at the, at the time and thought about what it would be like if um, I had been raised in Greece because I was of Greek descent. Uh, my father was Greek, and um, and I've often wondered what if I've often wondered what it would have been like to be raised uh, there and to have lived there as opposed to coming to Canada. And I happened to meet somebody one time when I was in Greece who was about my age, and just our uh, differences and our similarities and um, so that started me thinking about well, what would have happened and um, how could you have um, two different people who were raised two different ways and where do they connect uh, wonderful it's, it's great to find out where the inspirations come from and it's interesting i ended up being a realtor here in whistler from a long time ago when I was a ski instructor, I got hit by a car and as I was recovering, Yikes. I took my real estate license because I couldn't ski for six months. Mm. And where that led me to was uh, developing projects on behalf of developers mm -hmm. and marketing them mm -hmm. and becoming a realtor instructor um, because of my love of teaching. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's funny where our inspirations come from out of challenges that we've faced, out of heritage of our families. Yeah and where, yeah. it's, where it has led you. And certainly one of the things in our next question is, is that Stella is the, I'm gonna say manager, organizer, <laughs> chief cook and bottle washer <laughs> of the Whistler Writers Festival. And could you share with us, we will share the link of the website, but maybe tell us a little bit as to how this project came to be and how we can help you continue the legacy of the Writers Festival. Well, um, we moved, my husband and I moved to, moved to Whistler in 2000, August of 2000, gave up our jobs and uh, for, uh, we were working in Europe and came back to Whistler with the idea of sort of settling somewhere, uh, but Whistler would be a base camp until we figured out where to settle. And, um, you know, about three weeks later, we decided this was where we were going to settle. Um, and I'd always pursued writing. In fact, when I was in high school, I was the editor of the school newspaper and was sort of by guidance counselors pushed towards writing. Instead, I went into social work. So this was an opportunity for me to pursue writing. I went to the library and the librarian at the time, Joan Richaud, said, 
to me, you know, I asked her, is there a writing group here? And she said, no, why don't you start one? And so I did. I put an ad in a paper and 20 some people came to the door. And uh, about a year after that, we, you know, I thought, well, I'll have a festival and invite a guest author. And um, so had it in the living room. And, um, and from there, it's grown. It, it happens every year now. Um, it had some different dates before. We tried a summer date, we tried a early fall date, um, but it meets, it, it is around, around the time of uh, both the Calgary Writers' Festival and the Vancouver Writers' Festival. We're right in the middle, usually and always now, the weekend after Thanksgiving. Wonderful. And I'm just wondering for your aspect of living in Whistler, can you share with us what is a favorite thing you like to do in Whistler in the summer? In the summer, <laughs> um, well, we hike quite a bit. So hiking is um, something we really enjoy doing. But the thing that is my absolute favorite, which drives my husband nuts, um, mm -hmm. is going to the farmer's market because I run into a lot of people I know. We stop and chat and visit and catch up with each other. And so a trip to the farmer's market that should be 15, 20, 25 minutes turns out <laughs> to be a morning yeah. or so. But I just, I just love that social aspect. That's wonderful. And in the winter, uh, you and I have a similar passion of cross-country skiing. Yes. And I believe your husband likes the downhill skiing. Yes, that's and right. And it's such a wonderful meeting of the minds here in Whistler because you can both enjoy a beautiful day yes. out on the slopes, whether it's around the cross-country trails of Lost Lake right. or down at beautiful Callahan um, Olympic yeah. Park, and then coming off of Whistler and Blackcomb to meet up afterwards, and you've both had a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that that ability in our resort has really put Whistler Blackcomb on the map as far really? and of course being the 10th anniversary of mm -hmm. the post-winter Olympic mm -hmm. Games here mm -hmm. uh, from 2010. Seeing the global village that comes to Whistler to enjoy our resort year-round now yes. um, it is such a change since you and I both moved here yes. a long time ago yep. and to see the growth and we've talked about uh, today, the growth of Whistler, the ma the maturing of Whistler to make it a year-round self-sustaining. We currently have about 12,000 residents, but you know this wonderful part of nature just north of Vancouver, BC, encourages a well-rounded, well-scholared, you know, intensely fun young people, old people, children of all ages enjoying our community year-round. Absolutely. And That's, I think yeah. your event is one of the legacy events that we'd like to see carry on here. And the, the hopeful idea is that through the municipality, through grants, through the organizing committees mm -hmm. and volunteers that are so helpful in our community, mm -hmm. that this can mm -hmm. continue and, and become a connecting point for visitors, not only to enjoy the resort aspects of skiing and summer activities yeah. but also the cultural activities yes, uh, yes. which i think s sometimes as a resort gets older you see that ability for it to change its 
absolutely outcomes but yeah. yet still retains that family feeling mm -hmm. and that's what you indicated to me with the writers festival yes yeah could you just outline a little bit of the writers festival what what does that event look like it starts with a event on the thursday on the thursday night we have um typically a, a local sort of um event where we usually put on a, a theater or a play or something like that that maybe it was written by and produced by uh, local writers. Mm -hmm. um, Thursday, Friday, we have um, publisher sessions for people who are writing. So a round table with several publishers in, and agents involved. That's followed by what we call speed dating uh, with a publisher where people who participate can have two 15 minute timed uh, slots with different publishers or an agent to talk about their book, uh, book project. Uh, in the afternoon, we do something with uh, book clubs uh, where we actually feature a particular book prior to the event. Book clubs read the book and then they come meet the author, hear a reading and participate in a discussion and get a glass of wine as well. <laughs> That's followed by a literary cabaret um, where we combine music and, a, and author readings. And then on Saturday, we've got workshops for, for authors of any experience, from the beginner who's never written a word to more experienced uh, writers in all kinds of genres, from writing for young adult to memoir to um, fiction and crime writing, etc. Um, Saturday, Saturday we all have, so we have a crime writer's lunch. We've got a... Um, a gala in the evening featuring an author in discussion with typically a CBC person, personality. And on Sunday, we do a walk to Lost Lake with authors, and that's followed by uh, the Sunday brunch, which is usually the closing brunch. And then I really like the idea that you had where uh, you mentioned a few of the offers, authors go into the schools. Yes, the Authors in the Schools program runs either the Friday before the festival or the Monday after the festival. In that program, you know, the festival, with the help of the Whistle Black Home Foundation and other sponsors, purchases the books for the class sets of the author's books, and up to four authors go into either into the school or we transport kids into, um, you know, um, like Whistler Secondary or whatever, a place where they'll meet the author and talk about the book that they've been studying in class. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from our talk about the Whistler Writers Festival, where would you like to see it go in about, let's say, five, ten years from now? Would Would you like it to see... I don't know, a connection across Canada, maybe these festivals or, you know, we you've created such a unique festival here in Whistler that complements other writer festivals. Is there some sort of legacy that you would like to see over the next five to 10 years, say, for the festival? I think for me, it's sustainability is the most important thing. You can't continue to run on volunteer, <laughs> with volunteer effort. Um, so for it to be sustainable um, and long-term, um, such that all the work and effort that has gone into bringing it to where it is now mm -hmm. can continue mm -hmm. and get better, bigger, better, um, but maintain uh, itself. And um, yeah, I think that that would be the most important thing and maintain its intimacy because that is its strength now. 
almost everyone mentions that in terms of evaluation comments. Right. Um, so I'd like it to, while get bigger, it could also uh, maintain that intimacy, the, the friendliness. That's the wonderful, I love that. And then lastly is, what is a product or tip that you would like to leave with our lifestyle locator audience here on the channel about maybe something, a product that you're rarely without? Um, a list, <laughs> <laughs> a list and a journal is mm -hmm. what um, I'm, I don't do with, I can't not have around me <laughs> somewhere. And um, so that just keeps it going for me. Um, when I have an idea, I write it down so it doesn't get lost. And um, for me, lists just help me with everything I have to manage during the day, including my own writing. And I think it was something you brought up earlier was finding inspiration. Sometimes you'll be out in nature on a hike or out in the garden and some time that you have a block for your for your own writing, for your own published books, which we'll also note uh, on my website and on my blog for people to connect with, is that the inspiration for your books sometimes come from the strangest, quietest moments out in nature. Yes. Um, and so carrying that journal around with you or being available to get to a pen and paper <laughs> um, is often people lose some of those wonderful intuitional ideas because they don't mm -hmm. have a journal with them mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and i think the the writers out there um and anyone in their life i care i do a journal and i carry a book around with me for ideas mm -hmm. because i think there's sometimes when we're pushing so hard one way and pushing for that idea or that outcome and then we go out in nature or just relax and the flow comes yes it's interesting that's mm -hmm. what happens to me all the time as i've said before is mm -hmm. I'm struggling at the computer, looking at a blank screen of blank pieces of paper, going, what am I trying to do here? And then I walk away and go in the garden to dig up weeds or do something, and um, suddenly it comes. That's what I need to do. This is what I need to, the direction I need to go to. So if you could leave uh, on our video as we wrap up, if there was an idea for a, a budding writer out there, and, and you mentioned to me a, a great aspect that you give back to the community, it's um, providing an opportunity for writers out there to connect with you through the Whistler Public Library. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's a program that is a, a partnership between the Whistler Public Library and FFU, um, the Creative Writing Studio at uh, Simon Fraser University. And uh, once a month, they um, have me available to anyone who wants to come and see me for an hour. Um, they can submit up to 10 pages of their work um, prior to the meeting. And um, I'm happy to go through it and discuss what their goals are for the, um, that piece of work and uh, their writing goals. In addition to that, I mean, if you don't have something and you're just thinking about writing, you can also come to see me and we just spend the hour talking about what the first steps are. What are, what is it that you can, how do you even start? Um, because sometimes that's a difficult thing. I experience it myself after three books. You know, how do I start the next thing? <laughs> where is it, you know, where am I going to go with this? And, um, you know, so it's, um, I just think it's an incredible program as well. Thank you so much, Stella Harvey. And I'll put the access to the website on our YouTube channel and also other social media points for lifestylelocator.ca. This is Kathy White signing off.